Well, welcome back, Jacob. We missed a week last week because um, Queen's we funeral. Busy. We live busy lives. Oh, and that, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, too. we were down in London, paying our respects. Um, we weren't. But I, I was in London. Well, you were in Norfolk. Oh, yeah, that's actually true. I wasn't even in London. I was in Norfolk. Um, yeah, so I don't know what that says about my... Um, my opinions on the monarchy. It's all died down in the news a bit now, though, hasn't it? Like, it's not the yeah. only thing on TV. Well, we've had about, if anything, everyone's had completely like, stopped talking about it. We've had, like, so- a solid two weeks of it. So, uh, yeah. And now they've remembered there's a um, cost of living crisis again. Yeah. And after, after spending, um, was it £5 billion? Pounds? What's that? Oh, yeah, on the quick. They reckon £6 billion between um, the funeral and Charles's coronation. It'll cost about £6 billion. Money, money well spent. Hmm. Yeah, no. They reckon that you could um, you could house, feed, and employ every homeless person in the United Kingdom on that. Oh, really? That's yeah. quite a lot. I mean, as in, like, I wouldn't have thought it would have been like that high a number. Well, it but wouldn't thanks. cost six billion. Oh, okay. So, but within that, yeah, you could within that, yeah. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? But they're gonna, they might also just show you like. How big a issue the homeless issue is right now? Yeah, to be fair, I don't know the exact figure. But that sounds like a topic for another day. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I do kind of want to do one on the monarchy because it is interest changing monarchy. Because I'm pretty sure the opinions of the country now are very different than they were at the time when the Queen Kate sat, became um, Queen in 1952. So it'd be interesting to see. I, try and I, gauge I, where we I think it. even the opinion has changed between us having a queen from now going over to a king because again even a lot of people were still a fan of of liz and i think a lot less people are a fan of charles yeah and to be fair that's interesting when you talk to people about like the monarchy is that and people at home i found this i found that people are like they support the monarchy but what they actually mean is they support queen elizabeth like the argument for a monarchy for lots of people is like oh well the queen's really amazing she does this but what happens if the queen wasn't amazing would you still support a monarchy yeah and that's why, for me, when it's interesting discussing the monarchy, it doesn't even come into whether Queen, Liz, Queen Elizabeth II was actually a good monarch or not. Because the whole point of a monarchy is it doesn't matter if they're good, bad, or evil. If you support a monarchy, you support that person having power. So, yeah. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, that's not today's topic, is it? Well, actually, it's linked, though. It's very much linked. I think that's what brought us to this idea, wasn't it? Uh, so we're going to be talking about free speech today. Um, and I think... I think I messaged you the uh, well when we were going to record this last week, saying about um, obviously people protesting, holding signs up, saying um, "You're not my king," um, abolish the monarchy, and people were getting arrested for this and moved. And I think that's why um, we said about do- doing this topic today. So that's actually what's that's what's linked us from there. So yeah. Free speech. Well, it's interesting. Was yeah, like you say, talking about the monarchy because it is particularly relevant at the, at the moment, um, and it tends. To, and also, I guess other current examples are protests in Russia are ongoing. Um, yesterday, something like seven hundred people were arrested for protesting Putin's war for uh, protesting in oh, Russia. I, I think that's a scary thing, isn't it? Everyone talks about how crazy it is in Russia that you can't protest and say things you want to say, but um, every. Every few months, rules and laws keep getting changed to make it harder and harder to protest uh, protest here. And now you're seeing people even peacefully protest now getting arrested 
It's like, are we really that far away mm. from what we think is terrible behaviour in Russia? Yeah, and I think a really good thing, um, every year, um, the Holocaust Memorial Trust or like the main Holocaust Education Trust or something like the, one of the main charities that raise awareness about what the Holocaust was and everything, on the anniversary of like the start of the Holocaust, they um they quite often put a tweet out. And it basically reminds people that like the Holocaust, that like dictatorships don't just suddenly happen overnight. Like yeah. it isn't just like one day there's not Hitler and then suddenly Hitler has like full control and he's taken over the world. There's a gradual process of um manipulation and control. And it basically the the trust where we try to remind people, just be hold your politicians accountable. Because even if they don't realise it, what sometimes what happens in good democracies and good countries, like Germany in the 1920s was a democracy, yeah, and then yeah. they elected Hitler, and then they voted for him to have ultimate power. So over time, there were gradual. Okay, that was, it was very slow. yeah, it was very slow. That was a, that was one law brought in, and then another law brought in, and it was the control of the media, so mm -hmm. making people think certain ways. And that, the, even the Holocaust is a great example because, like I said, they weren't there wasn't just a rule that went straight away right. All, all Jews are going to concentration camps. It started off by saying they got less and less rights, and then that kept. We went to um, we went to the Museum of Jewish History, didn't we, in Berlin? Yeah, yeah. and that had a, that had like a big wall of all the laws that were made year by year, yeah. month uh, month by month, and I said to oppress Jewish people. But that was always interesting. The first law on that, and like because it, it was on big sheets of paper that all went up all the way up to the ceiling, basically, and you flicked through them, and there were hundreds and hundreds across the whole country. It wasn't like rule one, you have to go to a death camp if you're Jewish. <laughs> like that wasn't that wasn't rule one. Rule one was like a really basic thing about the clothes they could wear, or the types of haircuts they could have, or like. The political what they could parties own, they could join, what they could own, and what where they could go, yeah. and things like that, yeah. And they gradually got more and more progressive. And it's interesting because if, if the government can get away with doing, and sometimes it is malicious. I'm sure from the outset Hitler had a plan of how he was going to like go. But I'm sure even maybe with our politicians now, they're not thinking, "Oh, let's become dictators." They might think there's a necessary way to need to do these things, but then that can be used by someone ten years down the line. To control people well i think my, my personal opinion with this government is they're making certain rules harder for protest protesting and freedom of speech because that makes their job easier if people aren't protesting or if you make it illegal to make those people go uh, basically get them to shut up or be quiet and you're making your life easier then you've got less people saying the the bad things that you do within your government so it could be like the homeless issue it could be people starving it could be people not being able to heat their homes um, yeah. Things like that, yeah. But like I said, I, what what I find interesting about um, the freedom of speech at the moment, is, especially over the, the whole Queen's funeral thing, is that every time something gets banned or they ban a movie, the right wing media very quick come out and say, "Oh, this cut, we're going really woke, we're going too soft, um, everything's about freedom of speech." But when people were getting arrested for holding up a sign and again they weren't being aggressive um, mm. and, and, and obviously there's another argument is at the right time and place but it should be your right to say what you want to say um that they kept very quiet and didn't say anything yeah I, I i did feel that there's a i really noticed it people have always said there's a bias particularly on the bbc and stuff it's really interesting there was a lot of people in this country that don't support the monarchy are complete republicans and there are some people that are middle don't care and there's some people that really support the monarchy yeah. And during this whole phase, every there wasn't a single person on TV that said the monarchy's wrong. 
Now, whether you agree with that or not um, is by the by, because the whole point of a balanced media, especially one that claims to be non-biased, like the BBC always have, I was saying to someone the other day, they when it came to vaccines, the BBC had like anti-vaxxers on, people on saying oh, why you shouldn't have the vaccine. They were willing to have that side, but they weren't willing to have anti, like or Republicans, anti-monarchists on. Yeah, and It's really yeah. interesting that there are certain things in this country that you can't joke about or you can't criticise without being ridiculed for. And I found that quite an interesting sort of point of view on free speech around this whole period. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think because it's almost it's almost like if you have anything bad to say about the monarchy, people think you're anti. Well, I get I've been, I've been I was told I was anti anti British because I didn't support the monarchy, um, which I'm not 100 percent sure what that means anyway. But I, I agree. It's, it's, it's ironic. Yeah, the it's idea not, that... Just because I'm I don't like something that a country doesn't do or has in place it doesn't mean i don't hate the, the the monarchy i just don't think it should be in place i mean yeah they've done things that i really don't agree with but i'm not saying i hate the individuals or the people there are there is there's one or two that i do hate in there but in general um but it's it's oh, it doesn't make me dislike my country any any, any less anymore and i think there's a really interesting like thing that people people have this assimilation that the monarchy is being british and being british is the monarchy when the monarchy are a german family <laughs> like they are a german but yeah and like i so said they changed their name in, in the first world war didn't they to sound more yeah. english exactly and then but but if you don't support them or we then that somehow makes you anti-british which i find ironic because people talk about british values and british values are things like free speech and openness and democracy they're things that those people would say is british values and um, and as we've seen over the last couple of weeks, support, like the monarchy, well, it's not full democracy. I don't think you can say that. And it's um, and people have been arrested for opposing it. So isn't it anti-British to support that? To support the monarchy, not anti-British yeah. to Cause be, did you see be those values. Um, he was a barrister, and he went to um, he went to one of the parades, and he had a a black blank canvas piece of paper or it's a black bit of paper um and the police officer stopped him and said what are you about what are you going to do with that and um the guy said oh i'm i'm thinking about writing um you're not my king on it and he said and the police officer said if you do that i will arrest you yeah um and he's just like you're not you're not there causing you, you haven't got something offensive or rude peaceful on the protest. peaceful protest and it's the same it's and it and it's the same with the i, I think i think rules in scotland are slightly different but um it was that as a young lad there who um shouted out andrew you sick old man and the crowd literally manhandled him threw him out of the crowd to his like put, put him on his on his back or his, or his front like literally threw him out and then he got arrested for for saying it rather than the people who actually got violent with him and used violence. Um, now, I'm not saying that's something I would have shouted while someone's going past with talking about their dead, their de their dead mother. It might not be those things aren't might be that it's not very sensitive and it might not be a very nice thing to do, but it shouldn't be illegal. If you start putting people in jail for that, it's a scary time, isn't it? I think there's a big difference there between what's nice and what should be legal. And it's like, and again, and again, he got arrested when he he was there being peaceful, and people got violent with him, and they got they didn't have anything mm. done to yeah. them. 
I think I think it's scary stuff. It is really scary stuff, and it is a challenge to free speech that we're seeing in front of our eyes because it is literally oh, you're saying something that the majority or the powerful disagree with, therefore you're going to be manhandled and arrested. Yeah, and I think we're seeing that more and more now, especially with the, the especially with the Met Police in London, mm. which obviously are under a lot of scrutiny scrutiny the lot of life at the moment. Um, they seem to get be getting very violent very quickly with pre, uh, peaceful protests. Mm. Was it the um, um, I can't remember which protest it was now, um, but it was just it was mainly mainly um, many women there, and the police got really rough with them, and they were being peaceful, and it's sort of like. It was the one a few like during lock. Uh, was it during lockdown? It was when Sarah Everett died. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, and, and they, they got... did a candlelit vigil walking yeah. through, and they held signs that said like "women need to be protected" and "women aren't safe" and stuff. Bearing in mind that the woman that was murdered, Sarah Everett, was murdered by a Met police officer, an off-duty officer. So there was concerns about women not feeling safe around men in London, let alone around the police. And then the police were literally manhandling these women, like throwing them to the ground and throwing stuff. Throwing them about, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even, it, it was sort of a process, but it was also a candlelit vigil. Like, yeah, because, yeah, it was also, it, they were also doing it for a name as well, weren't they? Yeah, like I said, and it was, and it was like, you've seen the videos, very, very peaceful. Um, but, it, and again, it's the same in the, same when the Black Lives Matter protest during COVID, um, and the police got very aggressive very quickly. And then they turned violent, and then the, some of the some of the media started posting these pictures of like police officers being put, like saying they've been dragged off horses and things like that. And then like videos would come out where I remember the one where it said um, police officer got taken off a horse, and then the video came out of the of the police officer riding into a, a into a traffic light, and that was the reason they flew off the horse. Um, so it's 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 weird that. Some people shout for so much freedom of speech, but then when it's something that they don't agree with, then it shouldn't be allowed to be said. Yeah, um, as I'll always do, I'll quote a philosopher here. So Voltaire, who was a French philosopher, said, to my death, I disagree with what you're saying, but to my death, I fight for your right to say it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that sums up what free speech is about. <laughs> like, free speech is about that being like, look, I, I will disagree with you to my death, but I will fight for my death for the right for us to disagree on things. Um. Because I think we talked about it before. I think it's so important to you're never going to agree with everyone, but it's it's always important to have those arguments. And like I said, unfortunately, people let their feelings get involved with arguments, and that's why they get so on the defensive over it. But you need to discuss things to find the flaws and things. Because if you you can think of a wonderful mm -hmm. idea and go, "Oh, this is amazing," and then you can talk to someone else and they go, "Yeah, but you haven't thought of it this way or that way," and you go, "Oh, yeah, I haven't thought about it from a different perspective or how it would affect other people in this scenario." I think there's there's um another massive liberal philosopher who was like big on free speech was John Stuart Mill and he said like the reason it's really good to be able to disagree is because either you'll hear an opinion that you that proves you wrong and then you can change your opinion to a new idea and therefore you've got better you yeah. realize something better or they challenge you and even if you still disagree with what they're saying it forces you to explain yourself but also make your argument stronger and think about it and I think that's what this podcast does like I think that not massively do I start a podcast and then I've massively changed my mind by the end of it, but then to really discuss an idea and then it shapes it and it might change slightly or I might explore that concept like we did euthanasia last week and really explore what I think and feel about it is actually such a good way of improving. And if you're not allowed to challenge things, then you can't do that. No. And like I said, a, a, a lot of people, unfortunately, won't change their minds or, or don't. And, and there's, there's one thing actually my dad does very well 
um, which I'll give him credit for, is if you're having an argument about something and he doesn't know much about the subject, a lot of people, they don't know about a the subject, they'll just start arguing it because of, of mm. the, because they can without knowing much about it. Like my dad will actually go, oh, I don't know much about this. And then he'll, like, he'll phone, phone me up the next day or the day after and be like, oh, by the way, I've just searched this up. This is what I think about this and that. And like, I, I think, think that's such a good, yeah. good like, philosophy to have. Like, you can engage in arguments and discussions but within your limits like i think it's yeah, still yeah. good to engage with stuff you did like we're not we're not experts in free speech like we're not because yeah. um, again because I, I i've i've because he does it it's something i've started doing and sometimes I'll, I'll have it someone will bring up a topic to me and i go to be honest i don't really know much about this but i, I don't agree with what you're saying because i don't i don't I, I don't think it's right but i don't know much about it and then like you actually go and research it and you can either back up your points or you go oh actually the points i thought i had aren't actually relevant or true to this to this yeah uh, I, I think that's such a like a really good way and that can only happen with free speech all right so flip it on its head a bit do you think there's so what what are the limits on this because we're basically leaning towards the idea of oh you should be able to say anything you want and free speech is good it's good to peacefully protest etc etc are there are there any limits to free speech in your mind um again i think if it doesn't provoke violence or ang uh, like yeah, if it doesn't provoke violence or, or anything like that, then I think I think you should be able to say what 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 you want to. And again, unfortunately, that does give the right for people to say nasty things in not very nice environments. But unfortunately, they're just not very nice people anyway. And and again, unfortunately, we have those people in our society. So, but you have to be. It's almost we have to look for the great side of things that people should be able to express their opinion. And it doesn't so, mean it's going to be right. So do you think that, like, hate crimes or, like, verbal assault of people, if I, like, if I shouted homophobic abuse at someone, I didn't incite violence, but I, well, not me, but someone on the street shouted, like, a homophobic slur at someone, would that be covered by under free speech, do you think? Do you think that should be covered under free speech? Um... No, obviously not. But I'm trying. I've now got to think of how to explain myself from that one because it's the same with a, like a racist remark and stuff as well, isn't it? Um, yeah, like, I'm just trying to under because it's interesting. That, that, like, that counts. That counts more as hate speech, doesn't it? Yeah, but should, what I'm saying is, should hate speech be protected under free speech? Because what I'm saying, if it doesn't incite, because off, people often use the line, and it's probably the line I'd take. If it doesn't incite violence, you should be free to say it. But if I just say a homophobic slur or a racist slur at someone, yeah. Because I, I, I suppose if you think about it, what we just said about what they've said about um, like the, some things be said about the monarchy, that could be almost counted as hate speech anyway. Like, would you allow that? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I 100% allow that because I think for me, I wouldn't put it in the same category as hate speech because you. I think it's fair to always fair to criticise your system of government. Um, so where would you where would you where would you say, how would you say hate speech is actually involved with, like, how, like what makes it actual hate speech? This is almost slow. Well, this is where, okay, I'm going to say what I think, but I think there's a counter argument. So we'll see if we get onto that. I think for me, like hate speech, like particularly slurs and yeah, like aggressive words, even if they don't incite violence, are hurtful in themselves. And whilst it's important to be allowed to say things that hurt other people, something that Something that isn't free speech should protect things when we're trying to make society better. So let's say there is like a gay rights protest. I think you should have the right to stand up and say gay marriage should be illegal 
or gay marriage or like like being gay is a sin in the Bible. I think those things should be protected, even though I disagree yeah. with them, because they are a genuine attempt to make to influence the way society is. Yeah, I think some standing up shouting the f word at sort of like the like the um yeah the the gay slur f word at someone. Yeah, I think doesn't standing up even if they're protesting like a pride or something, and then you go there and you shout um slurs at people. Yeah, I don't. I think that is an attempt to be aggressive or to intimidate, and not a genuine attempt to sort of change society. I don't know. I think that's where I'd probably draw the distinction. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's that's, that's a very good way of explaining it, actually. Um, I, I think I'd agree with you. But you did say you had a counter argument for that. So what would your counter argument be to that? Well, maybe I explained it better than I thought I was going to, <laughs> because <laughs> my counter argument. Well, there's probably two. Really. The first one, I guess, is that example you use, where someone's called Andrew a sick old man. Yeah. For me, maybe it's just because I'm not a massive fan of Prince Andrew because of the overwhelming evidence that he was likely involved in the trafficking. Um, and a sexual assault of underage girls. Yeah, now, he's innocent until proven guilty. We should say, but so maybe I'm biased because I don't. So I don't really care about him. But that example where someone shouted, "You sick old man," as opposed to someone that said, "Not my king" or "Abolish the monarchy," I think those two latter examples are clear political statements about change in political system. Whereas just calling a prince a sick old man, I would say I'd say falls under would fall under the example I've the argument I've just given would probably fall under hate speech. Yeah. Um, even though I initially don't massively have an issue with it, but I should probably shouldn't play my own biases into it. Yeah, and there no, was point, sure. uh, the, the second point, I guess, because I my my other thing is is like, oh, that was it. My original argument was going to be, look, like even if you're not saying go beat up gay people and you're using a slur, and what I'm saying is that they're both in a way hurtful. Just because it's not physical hurt doesn't mean that emotional trauma isn't a thing or mental trauma isn't a thing. So I was sort of saying that if it's in hurtful, then it shouldn't be it shouldn't be covered by free speech. But then again, I, I guess there were people that were really offended when people say abolish the monarchy or like not my king, because there people feel like well that because that, that is the other thing. People can get upset about anything. I think that's also very clear clear hmm. in today's society is that people do seem to get really upset about really minor little things sometimes, or what I or what I would count as minor minor things and it's sort of like how do how do we judge that and where how do we draw the line from that because i don't think offense can ever be so that that's why i'm kind of counting myself i don't think offense can ever be used as a reason to make something illegal yeah like and the reason is is because like you say well and like our favorite one of our favorite comedians steve hughes talks about is that offense is subjective like if, if you make things illegal based on offense then it's completely up to the recipient to decide if they're offended by that someone could be offended by the existence of our podcast and therefore we've broken a law just by creating it so and that's why so that's where then i think there's a counter to that argument um yeah i i think it, I, I don't know it's really interesting i'm trying to work out exactly where i stand on it maybe i probably lean on the side of anything should be allowed to be said including slurs and aggressive terms that don't incite violence but are still hurtful on the grounds that the person that does it is just a dick in all honesty. And we have to treat people as though they're dicks that do that, it's, but not make it illegal. Because same things it is now it is um like is it is it is it now illegal to wolf with not wolf whistle? Um I was it when yeah. you shout like, build a shout out from Yeah, yeah, cat call, yeah. wolf whistle. That's it, yeah. 
catcall. Is that now illegal or is it not? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, well, it can fall under sexual harassment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, again, an interesting one because, again, that's something that we would probably both say is is wrong and hurtful. But then what happens if a government then uses laws like that to say, right, well, you can't say things against right-wing economics because that's offensive. Um, and then that's how countries get manipulated and how populations get manipulated. So how do we, how do we, yeah, so how, how do we still pick and choose between those? Or do we just say, or like you said earlier, do we just say you can pretty much say anything and you just sort of, then society can judge if you're a bad person or not by itself in its own, in its own right. I think the reason I make it, because I lean that way in the second one you've just said, that like, you're, you're free to say what you want. The issue is, I fall into next to none of the sort of minority groups that I'd be concerned about. So it's very easy for me from a position of privilege to be like, yeah, we'll just deal with it because I don't have to deal with it. I haven't been catcalled and felt intimidated walking down the street. So it's very easy for me to say, oh, yeah, we've just got to have a thick skin and deal with it. Um, so I'd probably say, and I, I guess this gives room for governments to control people, is that any any speech that is political or about the way society is, is allowed. But personal speech about individuals should be allowed no so i'm thinking like speech that is like uh, that is targeted at a specific individual should only be allowed if it isn't threatening or intimidating speech so yeah you could almost make it if it's inti intimidating then yeah i think that's what i think it'd be and, and i think intimidating against a system i think saying let's bring down the monarchy whether you agree with it or not should be allowed because you're saying we're going to bring down and change a system. But to say I'm going to kill Prince Andrew for me is threatening to the point that that makes that life, that person's life very uncomfortable and therefore shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so I just want to bring up another story that was... Go for it. It better not be the one I'm about to bring up. Um, is it about another comedian? No, no, no. Can't. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you saw the Joe Lysick thing where he was on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw it, yeah. Um, political show and yeah. um, basically what what he for people who haven't watched it what he did he's again like most like a majority of comedians he's he's left wing um but basically they asked they asked him on there they they watched liz trust interview about um i can't remember what she was talking about so, um basically what she, she i think she just um been voted in and she's saying about all the things she's going to be doing for the party and the country and uh, they, asked, they asked Joe what he thought, because um, he's quite, they said, oh, you're quite left wing. And he went, no, actually, I'm very right wing. I agree with everything she said. I think she's amazing. Um, she's got a very clear plan. Um, and and they were like, no, stop messing around. He's like, no, no, I 100% think that. And um, and the sort of the right, wing, right wing media went sort of crazy about it. They were like, oh, how dare we have a comedian on... Um, Slating the right wing and um, making like a mockery of us, and but all he was really doing was holding up a mirror of showing what a lot of the right wing media say, or when they have um, MPs on the news channel and they and that's what they go in and stand up for when things like in the past Boris has been on, they go in and say exactly the same things he just said. He just said it in a bit of a sarcastic way, a bit jokey way, and it was very much just like holding up a mirror. But people say that. They were really criticising for what he was saying, and again, it was a lot of this right-wing media who say, who, who who are always arguing about freedom of speech. Yeah, and I think that's what's, I think what's really interesting with the Joe Lycett one is that, like, for instance, I spoke to 
people that were like quite against it just because they felt that it was like you shouldn't be taking the mick on a serious politics show but the thing is free speech should cover the way you want to say stuff as well as what you're actually saying yeah and for me it doesn't and people engaging about whether joe lycett was making a good point like you say was he holding up a mirror or was he just being like petty or this sort of stuff it doesn't matter the whole point is he chose to express himself in the way that he saw fit and he was making a, po a political point he was criticizing the tories and that's his prerogative to do that so then to be like oh no he shouldn't be doing that is complete violation of free speech and saying that the bbc shouldn't have allowed it it's like well why not he just chose to express his opinions in a way that he saw fit and it was an effective way like that is what free speech is about whether you agree with him or not so you're right there it was really interesting with the amount of attention it got with lots of prominent politicians coming out and saying that Joe Lysett shouldn't have behaved that way, that it was disgraceful and he shouldn't be allowed to take the mick and stuff. So I, th I think it's interesting because like I said, normally you'd have a, a left wing um, or especially like if you had a left wing comedian on, they'd be ripping it by saying serious stuff about what they thought instead of being almost turning it on its head and being like, no, I agree with everything she says and things like that. And I think that just, cause that threw them off guard by so much and they just couldn't, but handle it and like you said it when it was when you say it was holding up a mirror it was literally because he, he if you wrote down if you transcribed what he said it was almost word for word what yeah, politicians yeah, yeah. Would say. so if you have an issue with it it was like, i mean his point was if you have a problem with what i'm saying if what i'm saying sounds ridiculous it's because it is ridiculous yeah but yeah so we say yeah so he's saying he should have a problem with what everyone's been saying who's been sticking up for, for the conservatives yeah, and... because what i'm saying is ridiculous yeah. and yeah i thought it was a really interesting way um and yeah, well, why not? Why not use tools like sarcasm and tones of voice to like make your point as well as, as well as really serious political discourse. So, what was your what was your other? Well, I think we might have spoken about it before. Whether we've done it on the podcast or not, I don't know. And it's it's more to do about your right. And, well, it's actually okay. I'll just say it. <laughs> um, when rights come in conflict, your free speech comes into conflict. So there was a case in Ireland of um. A, ba a baker's owned by a Christian couple and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and a, a gay couple came in and basically asked I think it was either a pride cake or gay wedding cake but they wanted a message on the front that said like James and John like madly in love or whatever and it was to celebrate, a, it was either a gay wedding or for pride and it was going to have writing on I think it was a gay wedding and it was going to have writing on that made it clear that it was like for a gay couple um, and the, the bakers refused to make the cake because they said it, it we, we're not yeah we disagree with the message on the cake and therefore we're not going to bake it and it went all the way to the european court on human rights to basically decide whether the bakers are allowed to refuse to make the cake um because it was one of those like they had a website and stuff it was like you su you basically say the message you want you say the type of cake you want and then they make it for you and turn up and pick it up um so it wasn't like they were asking to do a favor like this is a service they provide to lots of people but then they refuse for this particular couple. I don't know where where do you stand on that? Who do you do you feel like they should have had to make the cake? And whose freedom of speech was more important there? Was it is there a right to not say something like not put it on the cake? Or like the the gay couple, they want they have freedom of speech, but it can only be expressed in this instance by someone else making a cake for them. So they yeah. need they need their free speech enabled. I think I think I think it's interesting because because again, if someone um, came in and asked for a for a cake with some say if, it, say if it was something different someone came in and said oh i want uh, the swastika put on my cake and he said well no i'm not doing that because it's a uh, it's offensive mm -hmm. um, um so 
just because, again, I don't agree with them saying no to it, but that's their beliefs that it is wrong. And they're not going out there and making cakes that are saying um, get rid of gays or um, gay marriage shouldn't be a thing. They're just saying they don't want to make this cake to express their love for, for each other, which I think is a bit sad. But I think in, in that, that type of scenario, I think it, they should be allowed to say no. You should be allowed to say no to anything. If someone comes in, say if they were really busy and someone went, can you make a cake for me? And you go, no, I can't. I'm too busy to do it. And then, so I think I think it's the same as that. It's interesting. I think they'd argue in that case that like, that the or the gay couple would argue that it's not the same as that because like this is discrimination there's something about my personality that means you won't serve me but i guess the counter argument to that counting myself straight words it's not the fact they were gay it's the fact they didn't want to put a gay message on a cake yeah they didn't want to express values that they personally disagreed with because of their religious views yeah and again you could take you you could take for example in that in that societies you let that you let that message go out and then people might be um might be like oh that that baker's doesn't support gay marriage or is against gay marriage i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna start i'm not gonna shop there again or or the opposite effect and it's in like really catholic yeah. though, really rural religious island and they get a lot of support because they um they refuse to serve gay people <laughs> yeah yeah no very true do you think it would be different if they just went, let's say they went in and bought a pre-made cake that didn't have any decoration on and they refused to sell it to them because they were gay? Would that change it in your mind? Yeah, because then you, yeah, because then you are um, picking to choose not to sell something to someone because of who they are. Whereas in you before, beforehand, you were actually making a product for them um, yeah. that wasn't made. Um so, and you're, yeah, you're using your speech to write on the cake, I guess, aren't you? Yeah. Um, but, so I do think I do think there's a bit of difference there. Do you? Yeah. No, I, I fully agree. I was just interested in the line of thought. Um, would it last bit on this really? Would there be any difference again if? Because I think in my head there would, but I haven't worked out why. Would there be any difference if, let's say, that was the only bakery in that whole like region? And the couple couldn't reasonably get to another one, or the person that owned the bakery owned like all the bakeries in Ireland. So that basically it was either like you can now you cut that gay couple couldn't get the cake that they requested. They could buy a normal cake. They're not banned because they're gay, but they couldn't get the cake specially made. Do you think there's any incentive? Is there a change in responsibilities once that cake that bakery is the only place that can make the cake they want? Um. I think unfortunately it still applies to what we said earlier i think okay because um, it's still their right to say no they don't want to express that message that's all they're doing is saying no we don't want to express that message um so i i, I get that i think i do change my mind slightly if it becomes because like like well as you know my politics and a lot of stuff is that like things sh should the government should provide things for people as a bare minimum things like healthcare and transport and stuff and energy should be not like be under national control so everyone's guaranteed and i think that extends to like free speech and stuff and if your free speech is limited because a company let's say has a monopoly on bakeries and then they're the only one that allow and then they say no we're not going to have uh gay pride messages on cakes or gay wedding cakes even though they're legal in that country then i think i changed my mind then because i'm like well you're the country's sole cake provider you can't 
choose not to do not support something that is legal and support those people i think that that's probably where i suppose, I get it. I suppose then you're leaving part of society actually out and not yeah not i think giving, not giving them equal share is anyone else yeah because then i'd say that those people because of their because of they believe that it's okay to be gay and gay marriage is fine which in this hypothetical country ireland as it was in the example because but them being gay if, it if, is discrimination I'd say. if let's say um let's say an like an asian couple went into the cake shop and said they didn't want white figures on top of their wedding cake they wanted asian mm -hmm. people on top of their like character um, character on top of their cake and um the shop said that one shop said no but then i suppose that would be different wouldn't it because they're not they haven't got the religion to hide behind saying that they don't believe in that i suppose yeah. that, i suppose but that's different isn't it i guess yeah i think that is because i think you've struggled to come up with some like moral justification about why you don't agree yeah i, I don't know i think you just everything's just at that point it's just plain racist isn't it um yeah. but it's interesting though that how far but then, but then they're saying you can hide behind a religion for saying you don't agree. Exactly, that's what exactly what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about what about really extreme, sort of like, um, uh, what's the word? So there's some really extreme Mormon cults or really extreme Islam that basically completely subjugates women and makes and says women are basically the slaves of their husbands. So can I suppose you if, that? If, you, if you went into an Islamic cake shop and you said you wanted a um, the the female you wanted in there you wanted her in a like a white wedding dress but showing her arms and legs and then they refused because it's against their religion mm -hmm. um a female should be covered up yeah i'd that... say that there was entitled they were enti entitled to do that again i'd say that the, that they won't don't want to depict or like i guess another example sort of similar is uh in islam it's against the rules of islam to ever depict muhammad so like the way we have pictures of Jesus, you'll never find a picture of Muhammad. Yeah. Because you can't put him in human form, basically. It'd be interesting if you asked in a, in a bake shop, I want a picture of Muhammad. Um, I think you should be basically, I think that they shouldn't be forced to do it because they you should never be forced as a business owner or as a citizen in, in a democracy to say something or do something that you fully disagree with. But as an individual, if I wanted to pick Muhammad, I shouldn't be chastised for doing that. But again, that might come under that thing. Is it? Is it emotional harm? <laughs> Am I attacking individuals? Because there has been times where people have tried to either show him on, t uh, on like TV and things like that, and then they've got cut just before it goes out because they're worried about. Um... Well, I think it was the char the Charlie um, Ebdo Charlie Ebdo attacks about ten years ago in Paris, where because um, uh, a newspaper company but did a cartoon caricature of him, and then they bombed. The offices of the of the newspaper company yeah but i think i think free speech is like a really interesting subject particularly when it comes into conflict with other rights so for instance you have the right to to security and safety and like we were talking at the beginning of the podcast what happens if i'm saying stuff that is actively making you feel unsafe i might not be saying beat jacob up but if i'm just calling you abusive words particularly hate speech at what point do you stop feeling safe? So your right to security has been compromised to protect my right to freedom of speech. 
And then I guess this example as well about religion, your right to religious belief versus someone else's right to freedom of speech. I think they're interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, I'm glad we have got our freedom of speech so we can make this podcast. Well, we'll see if this gets censored or not. <laughs> Could do, yeah. Um, oh, I think that's everything I've got to say on this on this topic. Yeah, I, yeah, I think free speech is a yeah is a particularly interesting one. Um, but oh, yeah, I've got nothing else to say. No, we'll try and get back to doing our weekly podcast. But um, I think well, let's yeah. hope let's hope no more monarchs dies die. No more monarchs, and then uh, hopefully we stop living such busy lives and we have some more time to do podcasts. That's what you need to do. You need to get broke quicker, so you've got nothing to do but to sit at home. Yeah. All right, it's been a pleasure. All right, absolute pleasure. Um, see you later, bro. Till next week. Till next week.